Oliver from Rugby League, in my opinion here, welcome back. And today, I'm interviewing former Mounties and Magpies Canterbury Cup star, New South Wales Under-20s representative, and York City Knights player, Brendan O'Hagan. Hey, Brendan, how are you, man? Good, mate. How are you? Good. Take two, eh? Feels a bit weird. We're about, <laughs> we're about 14 minutes in, and then all of a sudden... I think you're Correct. midway through a sentence. You stopped talking. I thought, hang on, something's going on here. I thought, has he yeah. dropped out? And then I checked. I was like, oh, it's on my end. But um, we're all sorted yeah. now. We're ready to go. Um, but first things first, over in York, the snow. Tell yeah, us about um, about that situation. <laughs> yeah, it's wicked. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it come come down a bit yesterday. Yesterday, like last night. And this morning, it was, um, yeah, everything was iced over and plenty of snow getting around. So it was pretty pretty cool to see. Um, we tried to tried to get in the car and the, couldn't open the doors because uh, all the ice was had frozen it. So yeah. you couldn't actually open like the doors and stuff. So yeah, you don't you don't often see that in Australia. So what degrees level are we talking here? Um, it's well, it's minus four. It's minus four at the moment. Right, so are you like sat up inside with like jackets on and like <laughs> snugged up? Like I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it hits you. It hits you different over here. Obviously in Canberra it got cold, but oh, I just honestly it just feels like it hits you way different over here. I don't know what it is. They say it's minus four and it doesn't. It was minus ten. It is yeah. cold. Yeah. Well, when we were talking before, you were just talking about York in general. And obviously, when you first went over there, um, not the best time during a during a, a second lockdown. How, how was that experience? I mean, coming to a new country and having to lock down and quarantine. Um, yeah, it was obviously it's obviously the worst worst time to come over. Really, um, yeah, it was, there was no lockdown for us. It was, it was five days, and then. Yeah, the country went into went into lockdown. So early, I didn't really get to um, experience anything or get around anywhere. I wasn't able to go into the town and um, have a look around, or even even just see other things around around York. Like York's a big, pretty big place. So yeah, it was it was obviously tough. But um, yeah, when we come out of the lockdown, York was in tier two, so we're allowed to go out and restaurants were open and things like that so at least we're able to go out and experience a little bit now and yeah now that now that i see it it's um yeah it's such a beautiful beautiful city it's yeah it's just something different you don't often see in australia you don't see castles and and things like that and just the there's so much history over here and it, yeah it's 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 an eye opener to see really yeah like as i said before it's pretty fitting that you guys are called the york city knights so Give us a bit of insight into some of the history you've learned about the town of York. Yeah, I think it was when I think it was the, um, the Scottish come and um, invaded York, or along the lines of that. And in this in the city, they call it the Bar Walls, and they've got like a big, um, yeah, like a big wall around around the city of York. And I think they used to that's where they used to stand up on and, and defend from from in there. And the only way in was um, through the through the rivers, so I think there's three rivers that run in run into York. So they used to, um, yeah, fight in there. 
so yeah, as I, as I said, there's just so much history here, and um, yeah, it'd be cool to cool to get to know a bit more. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to take things back now. We are going to get to York eventually. I mean, we were nearly there last time, but um, <laughs> we cut out. Um, Berkeley Vale. Uh, you said that you grew up playing for them through your entire junior career. Tell us a bit about the club and what you would go on to do after playing for Berkeley Vale. Yeah, so um, yeah, I was lucky enough to to play for Berkeley Vale my whole um, my whole junior junior career. Um, Berkeley Vale is a, a family club. It's a great great club, full of great people. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was, it honestly, it felt like a family and everyone got along so well. And um, I feel like I was very lucky that I kind of stuck with the same group of boys um, all the way through into into the 16s and 17s and things like that. So it was a really good bunch and just a really good, a really good club. Yeah, so after Berkeley Valley, you go into the Newcastle Knight system while still based on the Central Coast. Uh, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so I think um, just through local local games and stuff, Central Coast, the Central Coast was affiliated with Newcastle, so um, they used to get a few few the few blokes from the Central Coast to go up and and train and part of the high performance unit up in um, up in Newcastle. I think it was every Wednesday for for however long. So I think, uh, and that's kind of where it all all started. And it just kicked off there. And once once you start getting that coaching, it's hard to you just you you learn so much off it. And especially at that age, you grow you grow so much. And yeah, I was obviously lucky enough to um to sign a contract there when I was I think I was fifteen. So I got to sign a contract there and play in the Chargers system, the one before Harold Matts was kind of just like another development thing. And then yeah, obviously went into the Harold Matts and. Harold Matts, we ended up winning winning the comp that year. Won the Harold Matts and the national championships, and yeah. So 2017, uh, you decided to take in the end a year away from the game. You said before that you decided, you know, you weren't playing again. Um, tell us a little bit about why you made the decision to, well, not permanently, but give the game away for that period. Yeah, just um yeah it's hard it's hard to remember the exact exact feelings of, of what it was but um yeah I just I wasn't I wasn't enjoying I wasn't enjoying training. I wasn't enjoying playing and and that's something that was so new to me because I I always loved the game. Like always loved the game. So I think I just kind of took it hard of sat like just thinking why is this why am I not? Why am I not enjoying it? And I was living away from home. I was living with um, Tom Starling and Curtis Duck at the time, and they're like two of my best mates still now. And yeah, it's just yeah, I just wasn't wasn't enjoying, it and just wasn't like myself then. So I just thought, um, yeah, I just thought kind of was in the mindset of rugby league's not for me. And um, yeah, and then obviously went back to Berkeley Vale and played local first grade there and played with. Um, a lot of the lads that I watched when I was a kid. So, yeah, I got my passion passion back straight away and I kind of thought, oh, I, sh- I, shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have done it. But, um, yeah, it honestly refreshed me and I was lucky enough to go again and, and obviously go to Canberra. Yeah, so you said uh, you met with Peter Mulholland from Canberra, I believe, the recruitment manager there. Um, so when you spoke to him, 
how did it end up with you going to Canberra? Obviously, you'd taken the year off. You're now playing back in Berkeley Vale. How does that connection happen with Canberra and how do you end up there in 2018? Um, yeah, so I made the um, country under 23 so, uh, team and we got to play. So usually, usually they tour, tour and they go to Hawaii, Fiji, they go overseas. But um, that year they um, they played against, they were like the trial games for the World Cup. So we got to play against Samoa and um, Scotland. So obviously, like, so they recruitment officers all went out to those games and, and, and kept an eye out on it. And um, yeah, it was, Pete Mullen was at Newcastle when I was, when I was younger. So I had a relationship with him there. And um, yeah, after one of the games, he came up to me and just said, I want to, I want to bring you down to, um, to Canberra. And yeah, pretty much straight away, me and my partner went, went down to Canberra and checked it out and um, met with Stick and Don Ferner and a few others from the club and, yeah, toured to around Canberra a little bit and, and yeah, made the decision to, to move down. Yeah, so throughout 2018, and this makes your story all the more impressive considering the year before you were back playing park footy, you were actually selected for the New South Wales State of Origin under-20s extended squad at first, but um, it wouldn't exactly stay, stay that way. Um, give us a bit of insight into what happened and uh, your experience playing for the Blues. Um, yeah, well, yeah, it's funny. It's, yeah, it's funny to, to think that what, what what difference a year can make. Like, obviously, I was standing in the middle of Berkeley Vale Oval one year and the next – and then a year later, I'm standing in the middle of Suncourt playing, playing State of Origin. So, yeah, it's, rugby league's such a roller coaster, and I think that's what – that's the beauty of the game. And – yeah, obviously, I was just so lucky, lucky to be a part of a part of the part of that squad. And there's there's some some good players that were in that um, that team that have that are that are still playing now and some are, but a lot of them are playing NRL. So yeah, I was obviously really lucky. And as as you said, I wasn't wasn't named in the team at the start. I was um, in the extended squad. And yeah, got the got the phone call on on the Wednesday. Saying I've got a plane in forty-five minutes. You need to get here. Um, Sean O'Sullivan's had to had to pull out from the side. So, yeah, there's another little roller coaster of emotion that just hits you, and all the excitement of and the realization of you're you're going to play a state of origin game. Yeah, how how close did you cut it getting to the airport? I mean, you would have had to rush. I mean, forty-five minutes to get there. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was wicked because the uh, the airport's probably fifteen minutes away anyway. So I had to pack all my okay. pack all my stuff, and I couldn't leave my car there. So Corey, I did Corey Horsburgh had to drop me off. Oh no, no, who was it? Maybe it was Hudson. Hudson Young had to drop me off because Corey was Corey. Oh no, it was Corey because Corey left the next day. He left the day after me because he was in the twenties. On like on the other wow. side, he was for Queensland. Mate, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, and you played up at Suncorp, and unfortunately, didn't didn't get the win. Um, but halfway through twenty eighteen, you would be upgraded to Canberra's top thirty. Yeah. Now there was nothing really set in place for a first grade debut. Eventually, you're sort of just upgraded. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So 
around that origin time, mid midway through the year, I think it was before the June thirty. Um, yeah, was was called into the to the full time squad. Um, yeah, and got to got to train. So it's just yeah, as as I said, you you've gone from local footy to a first grade squad in, in a year's time. So just yeah, obviously there's there's a lot of luck in it, but um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was unreal, and you just get to learn so much at a young age. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really good, and it's really it was really cool to do it. Yeah, well, at the end of two thousand and nineteen, of course, after playing a fair chunk of games for the Mounties in the Canterbury Cup, you would eventually leave um, due to a lot of halves being at the club. Yeah, um, I think it was just let, a big battle. A bit about just that. a big battle yeah. of um, halves in there, and. That was a lot of good quality halves, so I think. But yeah, as I said, it's it's a cutthroat industry. You you can't you can't be salty about things like that. At the end of the day, it's a business, and and they need to make decisions based what's best for the club. And obviously, I wasn't in their best interest for the club. And and you you need to be okay with it. You can't kick stones. You just need to move on and 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 try and keep your career going. So obviously, um, yeah, going down to the Tigers, I think that was a yeah, got that got that call with Warren McDonald, um, and got that opportunity, and yeah, it was it was really good, and I was um yeah I was really excited for the for the season. Thought, you know, I, I, we only played one game, and yeah, it's just a bit of a bummer of how it, how it happened, really. Yeah, so we're now up to the point where we were when we dropped out last time. So this is good; it can be <laughs> sort of fresh, I guess. Um, so yeah, you you leave the Magpies. And now you find yourself where you're over there now in York, signing for the York City Knights. How does that come about? Because it's it's not a sort of typical thing, I guess, we see sort of younger players over coming through the ranks here in the NRL decide to make such a big move to England so early in their career. So how how did that come about? Um, well, so I've, I've got Irish um, heritage, so I've always been able to come over here. Um with no no dramas because I think you have to you have to play seventy five percent of NRL games to be able to come over now, or you need to have um, family from from England or the UK. Um, so yeah, so I've always so I've always had that. And before I signed with Tigers, I spoke I was uh, was speaking to Featherstone Rovers as well, but um, okay. and that was that was just a bit of interest and a bit of just chatting and seeing the possibility of it, and it kind of kind of went nowhere and. And obviously got the offer with Tigers, so I took that. But um, yeah, it's always been an interesting mind to, to 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 come over here, and because of my like my family and the history here I have over over in Ireland as well. So there's always something I wanted to do, and I think I was in yeah I was in talks with James Ford and John Flatman, the chairman, and yeah, I just think the way. The way the club is, and now, 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 I really get to see it being here. Just how professional they are, and and yep. how how good they've made it for me. And just, I was so happy with the talks that we were having, and and the like, the offer that they made. And I just thought, I can't miss an opportunity. This that this opportunity may never ever come again. And I don't want to be kicking kicking stones in in five years later saying I should have went overseas and and had to go over there when it was sitting right in front of me. Yeah, definitely. Well, I've looked at York 
as a team who is really reinvigorated is the word that I've sort of used when talking about them, um, whether that's been through research for work or whatever. I've been really impressed by the work that York have been doing. I mean, to go from a side who not too long ago were in League One and sort of were, were in the championship not doing too amazingly, I don't think, when uh, COVID struck. They've now got a new stadium, yep. the York Community Stadium, which to me, I mean, I've seen it. It looks like a mini Bank West. Like it is, from my point of view, from what I've seen and read, it's state of the art. Have you had a chance to actually go and look through the stadium? Yeah, before? that's exactly what I said when I seen it. I said this is this this feels like Bank West. Obviously, a bit it's obviously smaller, but just around it it's got you know it's just it's so good it's so good for attractions for fans and 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 not even fans just just people families just to have a day out it's got the it's got um i think it's got bowling it's got a pup hut it's got a, a big uh theater there's shops just like across the road um there's restaurants and like uh cafes it's just honestly it's so it's so appealing and then you've in the in the um, stadium, you've got the gym and the pool. There's a rock climbing there. It's on. It's honestly unreal. It's um and it's really good for our for our city to to have something like that, and for our fans to be able to to be proud of and of their of their stadium that they get to watch um, footy in. And yeah, our city really really de- deserves it. And you see on obviously with the Super League bid that we put out, you see how passionate our fans are and yeah just from from seeing that and obviously I haven't been here for long but from seeing that and seeing how they are and from talks I've had with a few of them a few of the fans um they're they're great people and I just feel like they really deserve deserve the stadium that they've got now yeah yeah well I'm predominantly an NRL page I mean I some are regular posts about over in England that have got a bit of an English fan base but when I put out the post that you were coming on, I had, I woke up in the morning and I had a few shares and all these shares were from York City fans who had come across and found the page and were looking forward to it. So it seems like they're a real passionate group. And, you know, I just want to talk about the stadium. It's around for 3,000 seats in capacity, which, you know, for the championship, I think, you know, just about perfect if we're being mm. realistic. And York do have one of the bigger fan bases in the championship. So you'd think that stadium probably is nearly full each week. But if it's not, I mean, you think of Bankwest Stadium and how encapsulating, I guess it is, and the atmosphere within the ground um, when you're a supporter there. It's sort of like that at York. So like, even if you guys are getting half of that, it's still going to be an amazing atmosphere. And as you said, you know, you've got the bowling and the cafes and everything like pretty much at the ground. Yeah. That's got to be like an attractive prospect yeah, that's because, right. you know, people might be taking their kids to the bowling and they might say, and they're like, oh, York's got a game on this afternoon. We might as well make a day out of it and go and watch. So, mate, it's really looking up. Um, I want to get to the club itself now. The squad has also been reinvigorated with the likes of yourself coming in, um, Adam Cuthbertson, as well. We've also got Ryan Atkins, yeah. the Super League experience, 
And from what I've seen from people I've spoken to and just the general vibe I'm getting, York are one of, if not the favourites, to gain promotion at the end of the, at the end of next year. Well, currently at the end of next year. Are you guys confident? Is there that, that feeling around the club of we can do this, we can yeah. we can gain promotion for next yeah, I year? Yeah, think, I, think, um, I think there is. That, that we are obviously haven't really... You don't really, you don't really, you don't really speak about it. It's only early days, and um, yeah, you, we've got a, a good, good team on paper, but it's all about putting it on the field, and you know, it's, it's only, it's only early preseason now. So I think just getting our combinations right and ready to go, and, and being ready for that round one game, I think that's more our, more our focus. But I think our focus is is really good, and I think we're all, everyone, everyone's ready to go, and everyone's training hard, and they're working hard, and everyone's. Everyone wants to win. Everyone that train, they're passionate about it as well, and you can you can feel that in conversations you have out on the field with with everyone. So I think, um, yeah, I think it's honestly it's on the, the, we're on the way up, and we just need to put it out on the field, and and hopefully we get the opportunity to do that soon. Yeah, nice. Um, so you brought up before that you do have Irish blood, um, Irish heritage. Are you eligible? To play for the Wolfhounds, if you chose yeah, to, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm yep. eligible to play, and obviously, I'd absolutely love, love to, love to play. And it's, um, yeah, it's really cool coming over here. I get to, um, I get to learn about, about that heritage and um, the family I'm living with. Um, he's, he's uh, got Irish heritage in him as well, so I get to get to listen to stories off him and and his and his father and get to and get to learn because back home um yeah obviously you don't you don't really get to learn it like both so my my mum's dad and my dad's dad they're both they're both irish and um they're they're both they're both passed away so it's hard it's hard to to get what it was like over there because i don't really have anyone to ask but now now being over here i just get to ask so many questions and learn so many things and hopefully Hopefully COVID dies down. I can shoot across there and 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 see what it's like and and meet some family over there as well. Yeah, well, at the end of twenty twenty one, we have a, a rugby league World Cup over in England. Now, obviously, with everything going on with COVID, hopefully, you know, we we've still got nearly a year until the World Cup. So hopefully, things sort of cool cool down, die down, and hopefully, at least the teams from over here in the Southern Hemisphere can yeah. get over, which I'm keeping confident that they can. Mm. Is that a goal, to be selected for Ireland for the 2021 yeah, def- World it Cup? Def- definitely is. Definitely is. I've always wanted to do it. My cousin, um, my cousin's played for Ireland in the, I think it was the last World Cup. So, yeah, it's just something I really, really want to do. And I'd be, I'd be stoked. I'd be stoked to be able to get in that. And one of the, one of the lads I live with here, um, and and one of them, one of our mates, bought me a um, an Ireland jersey so for Christmas for this Christmas. So I've got it. Yeah, I've got an Irish jersey as well already. So yeah, no, it'd be an, it'd be an honour to to be selected and be able to play for Ireland. But yeah, you just gotta just need to get out on the field and play some good footy and yeah, just let let your footy go and let you let your footy uh, do the talking. Yeah. So hopefully by the end of twenty twenty one. 
we're talking about Brendan O'Hagan, the Super League player at that point, the soon-to-be Super League player, and the the Irish Wolfhound, yeah. um, the the World Cup tenured player, we could say. Yeah, it'd be yeah, it'd be cool. Um, well, honestly, yeah, it'd be really yeah, good. Yeah, well, yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. Sorry that we had that bit of an interruption in between, but we've gotten through it smoothly the second time, and I guess we got to have a bit of a bit of a rehearsal <laughs> um, up first, so that's always good. Um, but yeah, take care, man. Obviously, in the snow. Hopefully, it's it's not being too much of an inconvenience anymore. Um, sort of going forth, I can only imagine what it's like. I mean, it's currently about. 10 degrees here in Western Sydney with a bit of rain. I mean, and this is early morning. It'll only just get warmer. So, but yeah, um, all the best as well for next season. And as I said, hopefully we're seeing you in that island in the World Cup next year. Thanks thanks for having me. And yeah, wish you all the best in in the new year. You too, man. Thank Thank you, you, mate.